What's up, this is Trey Scott, and welcome to the Hot Minute Pod. The day is Thursday, September 5, 2019, and no Domini. This is the Hot Minute Pod. It's Beat Ohio State Week, and I am over the moon excited about the upcoming battle against the Buckeyes. Today's show, it's fun, it's far-ranging, it's provocative, it's interesting. We have a star-studded cast, including Mo Egger of ESPN Radio, 1530 on your AM dial. We've got Keenan Singleton of WCPO's Sports of All Sorts and the writer for The Athletic, Justin Williams. And I think this is the kind of show that you just might be entertained by. Without further ado, let's get right into it. This roundtable discussion was recorded at Nation Kitchen and Bar, which is located in Pendleton, uh, just east of OTR, near the casino or thereabouts. They are online, I'm sure you can find them. Uh, they're a, it's a lovely restaurant, and it's, it's run, managed by lovely people. Uh, people who were who were kind and gracious enough to sponsor this here podcast, so we are very much grateful for their help and for giving us a, a lovely location to record uh, the podcast. You will notice that there is some house music pumping in the background. Uh, if I were more technically savvy, I might just go ahead and isolate the uh, the vocals, but I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to. So you're going to have just a lovely soundtrack there beating in the background. You're also going to hear some church bells just to create a nice little ambiance. And then you'll you'll get some street traffic. But uh, that's just a part of life. I think it's fun. It's real world. It's real life. It's, it's interesting. So I hope you like it. And uh, here goes that conversation. Hey, this is No Star Tight End, Josiah DeGuara. Welcome to the Hot Minute Pod. We got a we got just an absolutely extravagant panel of gentlemen here who are uh, prepared to talk University of Cincinnati Bearcats athletics. You see sports down the drive. Various things are being chanted. I've got uh, just going around the table here. I've got Keenan Singleton. Hi. I always want to go Keenan Ivory Singleton, but I'm not. I appreciate you not doing that because that's not my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I fully anticipate you've heard that about a zillion times. You know, it's funny, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but Please do. when I was single back in the day, I could always tell kind of a girl's age range. If I said my name was Keenan, she'd say, oh, like Keenan Ivory Waynans or Keenan and Kel. I could always oh, kind of wow. tell instantly like what I'm dealing with here, where this conversation is going to go. Would you, what would make you roll your eyes more? Um, probably Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a little sophomoric. Yeah. I have a couple uh, things. I know we haven't introduced everyone, but first, just yeah. awesome. Dive that, in. Awesome that girls were talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. Awesome. must have been cool. Yeah. Uh, am I too young to get the Keenan Ivory reference? Keenan Ivory Wayans. He was one of the Wayans brothers. He was Living on Color. Living Color. I'm, gave I'm, Jim Carrey his big breakthrough. I'm more in the yeah. Damon Wayans Jr. kind of uh, like. So Damon Wayans is his father. Right. And Damon Wayne is Keenan Ivory Wayne is his brother. Wow. So it's a yeah. generation. Oh, they, they, hold, hold on, hold on. How like are a... you saying Wayans? Wayans. I was say I think I said Wayans. You once. said Wayans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a mistake. Well, but Wayans. But there's a, there's a lot it's of like them. A Rockefeller. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the... a big. I was big into in Living Color. Oh, the Wayans Brothers TV show. I'll watch I, that. I think still. I think the Wayans are some of the most underrated comedians to ever have walked the face of this earth. Per capita, they're 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 up there. They're strong. I also have oh. on on this uh, a gentleman who like goes the by the Living Color. Who oh, I like that band Ultra too. Personality. Yeah. Great song. I got Great Mo Egger, fifteen thirty a.m. on your a.m. dial, coming in hot. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people use radios with dials these days. Yeah. <laughs> never, uh, never a shortage of people to tell me, man. Just turning turn you my on dial that dial. To you every every day at three o'clock. <laughs> Appreciate that. Where where else can people find you, Mo? You're on the internet. Bars. Various oh, oh, bar taverns. Uh, you mean that professionally? Professionally. The ESPN. king of Cincinnati sports media. That's right. ESPN. Is that? <laughs> no. Wait. Yeah, uh, Lance is, is that here. the title? ESPN okay. 1530. 
700WLW. Fox Sports Ohio. Fox Sports Ohio and the Emmy Award winning, 2020 Emmy Award winning uh, fan cam, The Athletic. So that's a projected. And the children's still right for The Athletic, right? And what's yeah. the children's okay. show? <laughs> what's the children's Actually, show? I did submit something this morning. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. ESPN Radio. And uh, I also drive a lift. And then the children's show. Yeah, the children's show on uh, Channel 48. Okay. We're still hoping to be renewed okay. for a second season. Yeah. Pending, pending quarter. And then I've got Justin Williams. The oh. humble author, the Steinbeck of Bearcats Ooh. culture. I'm too young for that one, too. You don't know who John Steinbeck <laughs> is? <laughs> like I'm a guy. You don't yeah. know John Steinbeck? Is that, is that like R.L. Stein? That's he, like classic. He wrote The Winner of Our Discontent, Grapes of Wrath. You may, have read, the, you may have read the Cliff Notes. His uh, brother used to catch for the A's. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a rapper. He did a short, <laughs> short time on the Oakland streets like, as a rapper right yeah. after he finished Grapes of Wrath. Getting out west. Also a good movie. Check the movie out. Yeah. 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 All right. Dust Bowl. It's about the Dust Bowl. Can I get it Maybe. streaming? There are videos you can stream online, I've heard. I'm just going to play the millennial card this entire Yeah. Uh, so we're talking, you see, that maybe the biggest week That's of the, week the year. I know. It's fine. You did good. It's <laughs> last guy is always yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got bored even just talking yeah, about I'm you. Sorry. Yeah. I just know you write things, and I, I you know, I, you know, I can't read. I'm illiterate. Always have been. <laughs> so, um, so we're talking about maybe the biggest week for me. It's it's just a fun week because you got Ohio State, uh, a a vaunted uh, a program, and the Bearcats are heading up there to Ohio Stadium. They're in Columbus, Ohio. A hundred thousand people will be there. Maybe ten thousand or more Bearcats fans will be will be there. Uh, we're supposed to wear white. I don't know if I like that, um, but that is... It's after Labor Day, right? Post Labor Day, I'm not sure that I agree you, with that. You're rocking a really nice seersucker suit, but I don't want to get Thank, you off your head. No, jacket. yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And I got a great little pocket square, uh, silk, various oriental silks. Anyhow, so uh, what are your predictions going into the game? Keys to the game, what, what do you guys, as people who I would put maybe in the constellation of... Cincinnati sports stars, uh, you guys are right up there. You, you seem to know various things about sports. What do you think, Keenan? Uh, we, we mentioned this, or at least one of my points earlier was, I like the fact that we're able to have a discussion where UC will legitimately, or at least we're predicting from my seat, that UC will legitimately be able to hang with this Ohio State program, a program that's not down in any way, shape, or form. They had the number one recruit at quarterback from a couple years ago. A hot young, but a guy weird. who could not earn the starting spot at Georgia. Uh, well, I mean, they got five star guys, five star guys coming in each and every year, I guess, at that program. But I, was that I do, mean? I feel like that was mean. Was that yeah. mean? Oh, That's, no, he's oh, fine. He's a fine quarterback. I, I feel like you see, uh, we're, we're asking predictions right now, just straight off the rip. Um, let's say 38, 28, Ohio State. Okay, I'm going to need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> With respect. Kindly leave. It's one Our, of those games that they yeah. hang around and then just kind of that fourth quarter when you have, you know, that that third string fifth five-star guy that's on your defensive line that's still able to come in and rotate in. That's where the difference kind of makes. Okay. All right. Mo Egger, a, a UC fan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let what me you? ask you this. Okay. Because people have asked me this. You know, these guys are journalists. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be objective. I'm not a journalist by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I'm not even sure what I am. But, uh, aside from if I stay here for the rest of the afternoon drunk. Yes. Um, here at the Nation Kitchen and Bar, which serves up a delicious fried bologna sandwich. Cincinnati won on Saturday mm-hmm. and then lost the remaining games, would you be okay with that? Not that I believe that will happen. Or if I said they're going to get their heads kicked in, but then they're going to win out, go 11-1, win the league, play in a New Year Six Bowl game, what would you take? People have asked me this question. Yeah, that's a tough and question. And I go back and forth. So it's got to be the latter. I'm not a, I'm not a journalist. I live for the moments. Mm-hmm. This is me. Um, we went 11-2. and two. There were a lot of beautiful moments last season. Yeah. Uh, at Virginia Tech, I'm there in, in, in what my parents would call <laughs> Washington, D.C. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm watching the game. Great moment we beat Virginia Tech. Uh, winning at UCLA a high watermark of my adult life um to win at ohio state i'll take that yeah um 
I kind of feel the same way. I hate to say that, but no, I, it's I, true. I, I mean, I, objectively, I, I kind of feel the same way. I would go to jail. Um, in Frank, I think County. Luke Fickle would feel opposite from you guys. And, and I and I think that's <laughs> yes. the logical way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. The yeah. idea is to play for a conference championship. Right. This team obviously has a chance to do that. But I believe most Bearcat fans, if you asked them, and I said I can give you Saturday's win, but then you're losing out. Which, by the way, there's there's somewhat precedent for that. In '99, they played Wisconsin. Ron Dane, the week before, they had lost to a 1AA team, Troy. And then they beat Wisconsin. And we all thought, UC football has arrived, and I think they won one more game, or maybe two more games the rest of the year. So not that I think that will happen this year. As far as a prediction, I've told a lot of people this. They've played Ohio State five times since 1999. In none of those games, including 14, when they were the preseason favorite to win the American they ended up not being very good. And including the 2002 game, which was obviously very close, but that was not a very good UC team. And Maurice Claret didn't play for Ohio State. This is, if you lump this year's game in with those other five, this is, I think, the best equipped Bearcat team to actually win the football game. 99, they had a 17-3 lead. They were never going to win that game. 02, they were lucky to just be in it. 04, 06, you know, not really competitive. And then 14, you know, they fell behind, I think, 30-8. to Gunner threw for a bunch of yards, but they couldn't get off the field on defense. So I believe this is, if you are dreaming of the impossible happening, if you've ever entertained the idea of Cincinnati beating Ohio State in football, Dream on. I don't think you've been able to realistically do that until this game. Okay. That said, it, it still remains, I think, it's a, a dream in the sense that it seems like not likely. So You had $100. There was no spread. Well, I'll tell you, here's what I've done. Who would you bet on? Because I'm a degenerate and because I I, 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 I like long shots. I may have driven to the sports book already. Money line parlay, Maybe Bearcats and Bengals, $100 bet when you're 25-65. Now they got to win both games. Yeah. Um, realistically, I think if you're looking at it objectively, I don't know how you predict a win. Yeah. But, but if, I, this, if there was any year to do it, it, this would be a new coach yeah. in, in – Yes. Entitled a new quarterback. I, I, I'd be honest, a lot I'd be honest of loss on defense. I'd feel a lot better if James Wiggins was playing. Right. Uh, a lot better if James Wiggins was playing. And I, I'd feel a lot better if I felt like this offense was a little bit more explosive. A little more diverse. Yeah. I, and, and, and it's to, to this point in the season, it's just not. I think they'll cover the number. I'll, I'll do something like. 16 and a half is the number, right? 16 and a half is the number. I'll take the points. I'll go something like. What did you say? I said 38-20. I feel like I might have – the Bearcats' defense is better than 38 points. So I, I, I would probably amend right. it a little, but still a 10-point spread is okay. what I'm looking I'll go, at. I'll go 34-24, and in the fourth quarter, I'm talking myself into it. <laughs> That's like, a good place to be, man. Right. That's right, a great right. place to be. Usually I talk myself into it after a couple of cocktails the night before the game, and I still plan on doing that. But in the fourth quarter, I am going to uh, allow myself to think – uh, OMG, they could actually do this. Okay. So, All right. Jay, Will? All right, so so Mo doesn't think the Bearcats can do it. It's <laughs> it's difficult to say whether Kelsey Sharkey over there in the athletics department will actually use that audio mm. on the next hype video for, for the uh, next game. Yeah, Xavier's done that to me. She's before. clipping and saving right That's now. That's 100% for the case. Sure. Yeah. You, so, predicted when, you predicted it went on, on Sports of All Sorts. I did. Sunday I did. nights on Channel 9, right? Yeah, and, and let me just say, I'll give you a very non-objective, subjective <laughs> – that's what the people I want. I couldn't want this anymore. Bearcats are going to win. I think I it's it. going to be by a narrow margin. I think it will go down to the wire. Um, I think Ohio State has plenty of horses. You know, I, I, when I look at a football game, and hypothetically, if I'm thinking about betting on it, um, I look at quarterback play, defensive line play. I think that's where a lot of folks, you know, come down. And I think our defensive line uh, is strong. As compared to their offensive line, we'll, we'll see. I don't think they got a real test from Lane Kiffin's Fighting Owls. I think our offensive line against their defensive line is what has me terrified. That's what gives me nightmares. Mets him young? Yeah. And, sounds and like a, sounds Mets like a... is young, frankly. He's yeah. not young in age, but he's young and inexperienced. The big German, the big Belgian gentleman uh, is bigger, bigger than a German. Yeah, Bavaria. Bavaria. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with 
their food items. Um, and and so you know he he scares me a little bit. Not he's big as a truck and he's obviously talented. Church bells in the background. I like that. Um, this podcast has been blessed. Yeah, this is kind of a moment for us all. Let's hold hands. No. No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so I think their defensive line against our offensive line, it's, that freaks me out a little bit. We're inexperienced, no question. Quarterback play, um, what I love to death about Desmond Ritter is he doesn't try to do too much with the ball. That, that to me, what, you know, when he came in uh, under the gun, under pressure in, in Pasadena, now UCLA, granted, wasn't a very good team, but he stepped in as the number two, and I think, you know, he immediately managed the game responsibly. He did not take risks. And he's one of those quarterbacks who can do things with his legs that frees him up to, uh, to, to, to have other opportunities down the game, down the stretch. So, uh, so I like quarterback play. Justin Fields, obviously a, a, an incredible athlete, a great player. I'd take but, Justin Williams. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. Did I say Justin Williams? No, you, you said, said Justin, Justin Fields, but I take Justin Fields. Williams. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I take Justin. No Williams. doubt, no doubt about Are it. Are you ever going to get to your purpose? <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> I need some more church bells. Uh, so, I, do you want me to yeah. jump in? Yeah. Because I am, I am a. I'm, I'm a, a, I'm a I journalist. Want, I want. You are I'm a journalist. Big J, big journalist. J journal. Juicy J journalist. Juicy J. What's that when, prediction? When do you hit the point where you become cranky journalist? Um. Because it happens that's to a, all of That's you. a good question. Oh, yeah, absolutely it is. Every time that I'm shoveling my face with press box food, yeah. but I think this isn't very good, okay. I get one step closer to, right. being, mm-hmm. to being it. Or if I, like, I Complaining the, about free food, the journalist yeah. credo. Yeah. You just want to know when that happens. When you press the elevator button and it doesn't immediately open, and you just think, come on, what is, what yeah. is this ramshackle building? You're nice enough to come on my radio show whenever I ask you. Mm-hmm. But the invitations will cease when, the second you cross over. And it will happen. Oh, sure. I, I would love to get to a point where I'm employed long enough to become a cranky journalist. Yeah. As opposed to just a cranky well, like every time you know, like we person. run into you, you're rolling your eyes, you offer oh, yeah. and that kind of thing, which yeah. is a staple of the, the cranky journalist. Right. I, I don't think I'm there yet. No, you're not there yet. Not even close. But I, it will happen. No, there's no, more than just an so. attitude, though. It's an attire. I can spot a journalist from a mile away. I can spot a newspaper writer from a mile away. Talk radio guys look similar. You... you Oh, yeah. Kind of buck that mold talk, talk a little radio. bit. Go to Hell on Earth is Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody looks the same. Yeah, I believe like, that. I'm attractive in yeah. that setting. I love going because sure. when I was single. In the like, land of the not blind. Not that any women will be walking through Radio Row, but if so, I – no, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to a radio like – convi- I'm actually going to this, like, radio workshop in February. Yeah. And I'm dreading it because of just – Because you don't know if you have enough cargo shorts to get you through the week. Cargo shorts are like – T-shirts with food stains on them. <laughs> where, where was I going? Where were you going? I, well, where we, still, we haven't let Justin talk pretty much this yeah, entire afternoon. It's fine. I, I and like he I got no it. time on the fireside chat either. I like that. <laughs> I, I write. I'm more of a writer than a speaker. He's an author. And, and write, no, you're both. Don't I write do enough that to yourself. about the Bearcats. That, that, that's fine. Uh, so if, if sports were a movie script, the Bearcats are winning this game. No Luke doubt. Fickle going home. Why do I feel like you're about to hurt my feelings? To to slay what I described as the West Dillon Buckeyes. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. Get that reference? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, am I Buddy Garrity? Yeah. <laughs> I never watched Friday Night Lights. I read the book. Mo's like two more cocktails from being Buddy Garrity. <laughs> uh, so if that were the case, I, unfortunately, I, I don't. I don't think that's what we're in for. I I think uh, it'll be a close game very early. I think Ohio State's depth will will win out in the end. I predicted 38-23, which would be the Bearcats covering the spread. And I feel like coming away with it, people who watch the game will say they they belong, they, they equip themselves well, they, they belong in the top 25. Uh, I smell a moral victory. Yeah, yes, exactly. And uh, But in terms of actually winning the game, I think Mo was right that too many things have to go perfect and right, and that's that's a little I'm taking a picture. A little unfair. Taking a picture of this moment largely because – um, I'm going to tweet out to my followers that you predicted we're going to lose. And it's, what, it's you, never, you never predicted I mean, this. I, mean, I, I, mean, bunch of like, I mean, you know, it was a filibuster. Let's go. Are they I'm an attorney, game? okay? I'm <laughs> chewing through time. Very good. My, my expires in like five minutes. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll take care of the we'll ticket for you. Yeah. Uh, so, 
as I look at this game, let me talk about quarterback play. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> as I look at it, you see, I, I think they win in a tight game. I think the the final score is 31 to 27. All right, so Bearcats. let's 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 let me ask you this as I take over your podcast. Mm. Let's say that happens. Yes. Let's say that happens. The I'll two, go to jail. The two questions I have, you can't go to jail because you'll have to represent me. That's true. Um, <laughs> number one, with there not being any more scheduled games between Cincinnati and Ohio State on the horizon. They are done with should, us. Should, well, no, should, should like Mike Bone announce, hey, we're not going to play Ohio State anymore? Oh, but yeah, you, you go out on a high note. Yeah, there will be no rematch. Because you know they're not going to play us. Right. Yeah. The only way they would play UC again, I think, is if UC won. Or if we beat them, Ryan Day gets fired and they hire Luke Fickle. And Luke Fickle asks his athletic director to give us, as a concession, a game. Let me ask you another hypothetical. Okay. In this scenario, UC beats Ohio State, but it is what leads to Luke Fickle going back to coach Ohio State. I want Fickle over the win. So you you would take the loss and keeping Fickle over a win and losing Fickle. I'm very player-centric. Player empowerment era. Player empowerment era. Player empowerment era. What I see, what I love about Luke Fickle is extends well beyond the gridiron. Like what he does. It's romantic for you, actually. It is. Yeah. Just long walks, uh, holding hands. No, it's it's what he does for his guys, for his players. Uh, It's bigger to me than football at some level. So when I interact with them, when I hear guys who took my business law class and they're telling me how, how he's different, how he's cut different, how he leads different, and how he has inspired them to make changes in their personal lives, to be more disciplined, all these things. Man, I could use a Luke Fickle. I, I really could uh, for a handful of years, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so so I, if you ask me would I trade that, I'm not, I'm not trading away Coach Luke. So in that scenario, you, you would take the loss? Yeah, if it meant keeping Luke Fickle. Now, I don't think we're in danger of losing Luke Fickle in the near term. I think we are definitely in danger of losing Luke Fickle in the next three years. Marcus because, Freeman? Well, but Marcus I mean, Freeman the, is, The thing yes. is, I mean, even if you look, there's a lot of UC fans that just get annoyed at the mere mention of a popular head coach possibly being hired somewhere else. If they pull off the upset on Saturday, strap in for the next three months. Yep. I mean, Speculation so, City, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and I welcome that. I, I get how this works. I mean, I, I, I understand how it works. So, and here's my pitch, yeah. and, and this, hear me out, Coach Luke. I want you to hear this loud I, and clear. I, I, I will give you a sizable amount of money if, if I find out that Luke Fickle actually listened to this. Okay, so Luke, let me say this to you, Coach. Coach Luke. Not 45 bucks, though, because I paid my fine for the expired meter. Amy Fickle, let me say this to you. Okay. Uh, Amy Fickle, if you're listening, anybody listening, please get in Coach Luke's ear and, and present with to him this proposition. He's going to get a top 10 job offer. That top 10 job offer will probably come with $5 million a year. If he goes somewhere, if he goes somewhere and he, and he misses. Yeah. Large, <laughs> large truck. Yeah, large truck. Yeah, that's right. If, so if, if, Luke, if Luke Fickle is able to uh, – I don't even know where I was talking. Oh, yeah, so he's going to get a $5 million check. Let's say he has four years somewhere and doesn't do well. That's $20 million. If he stays here and just does above average to really good, he's got three, $3 million a year plus for the next 20 years, Dude, and we build a statue. Are you breaking That's, news? Is this like you know, that? Is you this know coaches don't think that way, man. I know. They think about I think Gary prestige. Patterson they might th- be the only guy that's ever thought that way. Yeah. For the most part, Bill those Snyder guys. Bill Snyder at Kansas State, yeah, likewise. It, it takes a special kind of guy, and I'm not saying that Luke Fickle isn't that guy, but it takes a really special human being to be able to say, okay, we're not going to be competing for a national championship year in, year out here at the University of Cincinnati. But Hold on now. <laughs> I mean, it's just as a University of Houston graduate, and I'm, I'm never ashamed to say that, sure. we're in a very similar boat. Yeah. It's you want the coach that is going to be there for three years, kick ass, and to be on your way. I mean, that's just the way it, it has to go for your program. Of, of all the good things that I think Mike Bone has done, that to me is was, I, I think, the most refreshing when uh, the Tommy Tuberville era ended. Keenan. Thanks, Keenan. Um, the Reaper. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Hey, Coach Stubbs. You're welcome for, for Luke Fickle. Can Thanks for listening. Can you like, television stations in Alabama because he's running for Senate? You, you know, know what's funny? I have not. Yeah, 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 I wish. We had a we had a great moment in, in the Fifth Third Arena when I was walking up to talk to Justin John and Chad. John Brandon introductory press conference. Yeah, and I just held my phone out, and it was just Tubbs uh, calling in. But so. w- w- Mike Bone said from the jump, hey, look, the formula here has been get these guys who are climbing the ladder, um, they leave the place better than when they took it over, and we understand that at some point they may leave. Now, I, I, and Justin and I have talked about this. What about the financial proposition I just gave you? Three million a year over twenty years I gotta versus be honest with you, I five million to, a year. Over I started four. to nod off when you did that, so yeah. I don't know. Okay. Here's what I here's what I do think though. I, I think that you know, look, there's inherent difficulties in coaching in the American Athletic Conference. We all know what they are. But would you rather be the head coach Tulsa. at the University of Cincinnati than the head coach at Rutgers or Indiana or some of these quote-unquote power five schools that really represent no chance of he's breakthrough not, success? He's not going there. Wake so, Forest, you know, et cetera, et cetera. To me, there's I, – I do think with the way he's wired, I think with the commitment the school has made to football, and just with the landscape of the sport, I think you can kind of jot down – the only, you know, a list of the only places that you would lose him for. Yeah. You know, this isn't. I, I think he's. I don't think he's wired like Butch Jones was, where Butch was. I mean, constantly throwing his hat in the ring, constantly. Somewhat crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just what he was doing. Yeah. And sometimes at schools where you're like, Butch, why do you want to go there? And I, I don't think he is. I think he's an ambitious coach, but I don't think he has the same type of ambition that Brian Kelly does, where he just wanted to reach the pinnacle and, and was not. You know, that, for lack of a better word, untransparent about it. So, do I think we're going to read Luke Fickle's name, regardless of what happens on Saturday, on lists of coaches who could bounce? Undeniably. That's that's part of the gig here. But I also kind of feel like there there's really no concern to jump to this large pool of Power 5 schools where you're like, hey, do you want to coach at Louisville right now? Do you want to go do that? No, I my, my question is for you guys as, as UC guys that have followed the program for X amount of years. I feel like maybe Mi- Michigan State is a program that you guys are competing against for recruits year uh-huh. in and year out now. Is Michigan State a level program that you would be scared to lose Luke Fickle to? Especially if D'Antonio left on right. return because Fickle's yeah. a big D'Antonio guy. So right. if he retires or leaves and says, Is that hey, a big enough program you, you think would be in that, in that small sure. enough circle of, of programs that he would, in fact, jump for? Sure. So. Do you agree? No. I knew I knew B. Fox was I, I, And it's not because I'm just a homer in that, in that regard. I, I, don't, I think East Lansing sucks. I, it's a <laughs> fundamental belief. I think, and I don't, and I wouldn't put Michigan State as a, as a, yeah, he is huge Spartan fan, huge Spartan guy. Hey, fill my meter. So, so I think so. I I don't I don't put Michigan State in that in that group. It's a very small click then because Michigan State is. I put Ohio State in that group. Right. Obviously, that's his number one. Right. Um, I put USC, which is probably going to come available if Clay Helton continues to not do well. University of Houston grad. Yeah. Yeah. Go Cougs, and then I would put I would I would put Florida. I think Florida is a great job. It's in a beautiful area, and you're still on the East Coast. I think the USC job is is like a so you got USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Florida. That's a really small click, man. I think the click is bigger than that. I, I think the, the the one thing about this job now. I think what Luke Fickle has done is I think he's kind of made people re-realize this is a really good gig. Mm-hmm. It's a really good gig. And, and you can win here. I mean, um, I mean, I, I remember what UC football coaches used to have to do. Luke Fickle doesn't have to do They, they used to make <clears throat> Mark D'Antonio, they used to come up to him at practice and say, can you record a message? And we're going to, you know, basically robocall everybody in town and you're going to be begging them to come to football games. I remember the summer before Brian Kelly's first full season, sitting in a bar, which will not shock you, on the west side, and this guy from UC like starts setting up a table, and he's got an easel, and I go up to him. I knew the guy. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Brian Kelly's going to come here. And Brian Kelly gets on the mic, and he's like begging these drunks to come to football games. Yeah. You used to have to beg fans to come to games. There was no practice facility. The stadium was – it has 
certainly some things that can be improved upon, but the, the, the stadium was more antiquated than it was charming. Um, it, this used to be such a more difficult job. You, I mean, so I think, first of all, the work of all the people that preceded Luke has just made the job better. It just, it just has. And I think what he's done in recruiting and what he's done to energize the fan base is has it makes the job easier. All, all you got to do at UC now is coach football. There's always fundraising responsibilities that any coach at any school has, but all he's got to do is coach football here. The minutia is not there anymore. Brian Kelly would tell you, I, I, my day is about doing other things besides sometimes coaching football. I mean, it, 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 and he would say that, and, and Rick Minner would certainly say that, and Mark D'Antonio would most definitely say that. So I think the beauty of this job is, boy, at UC, it's, I got to be a salesman, I got to sell tickets, I got to market, I got to do these, this fundraising stuff. And here, I, I got to make sure I know who the coaches at St. X, Elder Coring, and the schools like that are. So this job, the job itself to me is so much more appealing, and that speaks to the school's potential ability to keep Luke here and, and also the attractiveness of the job compared to just a couple of years ago. So I spend very little time, and I will spend very little time if they – pull off the upset on Saturday, worrying about what's what's going to happen with the head coaching position at UC. And for the first time among all these coaching searches, I think you could argue that his heir apparent's already on staff. Yeah. You, you didn't say that when they can Rick Minner, and you didn't say that when they let Mark D'Antonio go. God knows they weren't going to make Don Treadwell the off- the, uh, the head coach. You could have done it with the Bearcats with Tommy Tupperville, though. Apparently the head coach of the Bengals was, <laughs> yeah, was, was on the staff. But, I mean, like. And, and, by the way, that was the enticement. That's why Zach, yeah. that's why Zach right. came here. So, you know, from a continuity standpoint, you know, I think they're in a really, really good spot regardless of, of where Luke Fickle's, you know, attention is or who's interested in him. He's got six kids spread throughout schools in Cincinnati. Thrilled with he's trying schools. to get one in every school, and he's thrilled. Every. Yeah, really, and he's thrilled with the schools that his kids are in. His, his uh, sons are playing at Moeller, uh, playing football there. It, I, it's just hard to imagine Amy Fickle and Luke wanting to uproot right now for anything that's less than not only a five million dollar paycheck, but also for an uh, a just a prime opportunity. Because, you know, you can go, you know, you could jump to a program that might have some allure to it and then find yourself there and realize, wow, this is a shell. And the last coach completely raided all the cabinets, and there's nothing left. There's Sounds no, like Florida State. Florida State is a great example of that. Um, so there are some jobs that are out there. So I think for him to leave, he's going to need, one, the huge paycheck, right, two, I think he's somebody who's genuinely competitive. He wakes up every day. He's a competitive dude. So he's going to want to go somewhere that he thinks that he can win immediately. Um, Three, I would also add, hey, we're only in year three. We had year one, which we went four and eight, and i got to be honest with you, it could have been one and 11. We should have gone one and 11. Yeah, Yeah. we were terrible. (laughs) Year two, holy cow, we shocked the world. Things are incredible. Now let's see what happens in year three. I don't want to get way too far over our skis because we we might have a better team this year, but with a tougher schedule yeah. and with some bad breaks on the injury side of the game. Which where, we've already seen. Yeah, you got dokes out this game. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could very well – we could very well find ourselves 7-5 and five with a really good team and it not be such a dramatic issue. Now it, we could also win out and – find ourselves in the college football playoffs which nobody but me believes but <laughs> that's possible uh maybe not likely but it's possible so um what are you most looking forward to i'm, I'm guessing but are both of you going to be in columbus yes, mm-hmm. yes what are you most looking forward to when i sign on the air at 11:30, and i refer to the university of cincinnati bearcats and then i look at my twitter mentions yeah okay <laughs> Awesome. Because I did that in 2014. And do you get trolled by a lot of Ohio State fans here locally? Not really. No, not. Mo probably doesn't read his really. mentions. I, I, I read them. I mean, not, <coughs> not. I don't get trolled by people that I whose opinions I value. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, like 
you know, Twitter's a whole different subject. If it's, you know, Captain Buckeye9422, and I know nothing about the guy when I click on his thing, like, you know, I mean, it's like I would say, that the best emails I get usually come from a company account that has the person's job title. <laughs> and, you know, you could call me an, an a-hole, but all right, fine, I know who you are. Like, when I get it from, you know... Uh, Egg picture. Bengal Tony at <laughs> Hotmail.com, and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you just made that, uh, you know, then, you know, the hell with you, but... I mean, I I don't get trolled by Ohio State fans because I think I'm fair. So you're looking, but you're still looking forward to punking them on the. Yes, that I am looking forward to because I did that in 2014 and I got feedback. Like, there's this guy that emails me all the time named Tim, and he he was pissed about that. Yeah. Like, thanks for listening. You know. So. What about you? And and also, if you remember when UD beat him in basketball in 14, the headline of the Dayton Daily News was the University of Dayton. And the Facebook mentions on the Dayton Daily News is the Facebook page were incredible. For oh, wow. Just fit, look, cancel my subscription. Like, one of my, why? One of my best sports memories, I was at Dayton for the playing games, and Ohio State played Siena. Yeah. And I had researched thoroughly that roster, the Siena roster. And there was a gentleman on the team who went by the nickname The Rooster. Okay. And he's a, he was this big, skinny, clumsy white dude who was a force. He had, like, the game of his life. And I'm surrounded by Ohio State fans. And me and my friend, we were, you know, we had had some drinks. And so we were cheering heartily for Sienna, who came back and won the game. One of the one of the best memories because of the death threats that followed from the wow. Ohio State. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll let Keenan talk. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, I get more crap from UC fans when I talk about Ohio State than I get Ohio State fans about anything. I mean, I believe that. When the, and I, I've I've made this guarantee when, when in fourteen when they played in the college football playoff and we talked about it. I mean, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. And Ohio State was uh, rather surprisingly cooperative with us, getting his players on and everything. I mean, it was you know. But I got a lot of crap from from UC fans, and I said, well, I could assure you of this: if UC gets to this stage. I won't be doing these shows for my studio in Kenwood. I will be doing them at a bar closest to the stadium where Cincinnati will be playing for a college football playoff. And if that happens, I'll do nothing but nonstop Bearcats and I'll buy the first 1,000 beers. The guarantee remains. Get there. Get there. Like, I mean, so. That's a lot of beers. It's a lot of beers. But it's a, it's a tap. I might might co-sponsor that. Those are probably little kings. Yeah, we put a cap on (laughs) what you can buy. But, you know, so. We're drinking I, I, uh. I don't really get it from Ohio State fans. I get it more from UC fans when I talk about Ohio State. What about you, Keenan? I want to see how the coach and the quarterback perform. I, I think this is the biggest stage for both of them. I think this could be Desmond Ritter's kind of national showing out party. In this conference that he's playing in, you know, De'Ara King in Houston, you got the kid down at UCF. He, he's always kind of the, the next guy on that list of the great quarterbacks in this conference. So if he's able to show out in this game, I think then Desmond – is in the conversation for the best player in this conference. And I would love to see because he's a phenomenal kid, phenomenally talented as well. I mean, dual threat in every sense of the word. I mean, throws one of the prettiest long balls you'll ever see. And then Fickle, of course. I know he's downplayed how much this game means to him. And, it, and, he, and I think you have to. You have to compartmentalize this game. It's just a game. I'm not going home. I'm not going to see grandma and grandpa and everybody coming to support me. This is a game that we feel like we, we can legitimately win. So that's what we're going to do. It's a business trip. So I want to see how the coach, if the moment's not too big for him and not too big for the quarterback. I remember um, being on the field and watching uh, the Cincinnati players run out at the big house and and watching them react to that environment. And this game two of the Luke Fickle era? Yes. And in, in, that, in that environment, I, I felt like they were way in over their heads. Emotionally and tactically, strategically. I, I don't think – I think if they can control their emotions, I don't think they're in over their head on Saturday. I thought it was interesting that Luke uh, talked this week about you know, not being happy with the way things were handled when they played UCF last year. And th- that team is, to me, far more representative of the one that we hope to see on Saturday. So I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to find out to the extent that we do – how, you know, I 
know they've not made players available to the media, that kind of stuff. But just what uh, lessons what lessons were learned from that week, what lessons were learned from that day, and how they're applied to an even bigger stage uh, this week. Yeah. I'm going to take the ball gag off of Justin Williams now. Yeah, Justin. Are we still recording? We are. I've done a completely separate We're, podcast yeah. in the time that people have been listening to this podcast. That's right. And and we thank you for all, listening to this podcast. I gave all my good podcast. takes. I saved all my good takes for this. One. Oh, good. That's good. So let me, let me before we talk to Justin for the first time at this was podcast. Was that the first ball gag <laughs> reference, by the way? That was, did I miss any the other? Second, second. The second. Yeah. You dropped um, that on TV. I'll buy you a thousand beers. <laughs> so... Uh, Thanks, Tanya. Not to. <laughs> when the Bearcats had a ball gag put on them. <laughs> Sending it back re- to you for weather. Her reaction would be priceless. Uh, oh, yes. So, um, so looking at uh, the Bengals. Speaking of ball gags, got, Steve yeah. Holly comes back with a final look at your forecast. <laughs> oh, that would make for interesting television. Uh, so... Looking at uh, the Bengals, we have a, a Wait, what former. What, 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 I'm transitioning because uh, we're coming back to Justin. God, I've been here for an hour. Well, we're not, you're not leaving. Um, what do you guys think about Zach Taylor? You guys know that he is my best friend, uh, and a real you have a tattoo dream, of him on your chest, and a real dreamboat. Just maybe the most handsome guy in Cincinnati, which is disappointing because he stole that crown from me. Mm. Uh, but he's a football coach. More so than Luke Fickle. Wow, that's a what a handsome off. Can you imagine yeah. those two, like just pounding beers yeah. at any bar, even if they weren't coaches? Just handsome gentlemen. I used to have this scenario. I would talk about it on the air. I actually brought it up to David Pollock a couple of times. There used to be a TV show called Pollock and Palmer on ESPNU. David Pollock, former Bengal, and Jesse Palmer he used to be the Bachelor. And I used to just say, like, imagine what it would be like to go to a bar with those two guys and just talk to the girls they don't want to talk to. <laughs> and I brought this up to David Pollock because I'm pretty happily married and I think he's kind of a man of faith. He didn't find that funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, when you guys go out, can I, like, tag Your along? Runoff. He's like, well, you know, not, we don't really go out. Now. I'm sorry, what was that? Your runoff. Is that a term of art? The runoff. Yeah. Okay. Not in my circles. Yeah. There's no <laughs> runoff. <laughs> There's some I think, runaways. I think Keenan has some, some pre- some prenuptial stories that yeah, he's, sure. he's got in the, in the sure. hopper there. Those are, those are in the, the ball. Is he, if he keep Along continues, with the ball gag. If, <laughs> if Keenan continues to grow his hair like this, I, I, got, I worry. I got, I got five minutes. Bengals aren't going to be very good. It's not Zach Taylor's fault. There you go. Okay. Interesting take. Succinct. Yeah. But, yeah. Did this transition to a Bengals podcast while I was gone? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome in to the Bengals Sports Radio Podcast. I'm kidding. Uh, so, Justin, tell me your thoughts on the game. I want to hear your de- – what did you just tell those other people? I told, I, I told them nothing. I said I'm actually – I need to get back to another podcast, so okay. you're, you're, getting, you're getting nothing. What did you tell them about the Ohio State-UC game? You didn't give away any keys to the game, did you? Uh, no, I, no, I did not. I think it will be a close game in the first half. I think um, <coughs> the Bearcats have a very – very small, a thin needle to thread, which is they're, they're going to want to be aggressive, especially on defense. That's kind of how they've, they've built their defense. But they're not going to want to give up big plays. They're not going to want to fall behind and let Ohio State dictate the, the tempo and, and the rest of the game. And so I think it'll be interesting to see if they're able to balance that while on the offensive side, staying on the field, limiting pre-snap penalties, all of those things. I think they'll be able to do that pretty well, and then I think we'll go into halftime as a one-score game. Mo will then you know, as the third quarter starts, he'll be he'll be talking himself yeah. into it on the halftime show on the radio. I will talk myself. He's gonna into he's it. gonna have some Stick tweets. around for the final thirty minutes. He's gonna have some tweets in his drafts. You're gonna want to hear like, this. Is it send. fitting that the song Jumper is playing in the background right now? Yeah. Yeah. It might be Mike Bone. Oh. I could see Mike. I could see that. being so overwhelmed with joy that he himself. Better find a new season opening basketball. (laughs) People need to understand when they see Mike Bone at games and there's a a sea of security guards around him, it is not preventing people to get to Mike Bone. That's right. It is is holding Mike Bone back. It's it's separating him from the refs. (laughs) Separating him from the refs. All right. Well, I I appreciate your time. Thanks, uh, Justin. All of you. Justin. Thank you. A writer for The Athletic. Where can people find you online? They can find me at theathletic.com. I will, I will, because of this podcast, I will make a special deal. 
can't usually get 40% off. Oh, wow. Athletic, <laughs> but if people want to reach out to you or to me, yeah. I, I have a little pool. I can get some, some 40% What's discount. What's the code? What will the code be? We'll, well, I, they got to come to us. Okay. I'm not going to put it out there. I do think in the end that Ohio State's depth, their their athleticism will win out. And so I, I, that's why I think it'll end up being a two-score game at the end. But I, I think there's going to be a moment in the, the third quarter, maybe early in the fourth quarter, where the Bearcats are down eight, ten, six, and they have the ball, and and Mo Egger is just sweating from his fingertips, yeah. and and the Bearcats fans are rightfully excited, and I think that will be the takeaway even after the game ends. If if, if they if they fall, if they do not fulfill your um, see, your I prediction. think if football was linear, if it was rational, then every coach would be successful, and every team favored to win would win. I tend to, I tend to. Uh, pr- I, I, while I review those kinds of things, the analytics, what people predict, what people forecast, what people see, I also think that culture matters, and I think there's this whole lightning in a bottle thing that sometimes, so long as there aren't injuries or any sort of uh, impediments created by the referees or, or something like wow. that, wow. where throwing it out there early, yeah. I'm ready to complain. That was a subtle drop. Where I think that. A, a, a team under a guy like Luke Fickle can be brainwashed into believing that they not only belong, but they are going to dominate. This is the movie script, right? This is the movie script. I'm writing it. And I think... Uh, Who plays Luke Fickle? Hopefully me. I mean, i got to start working out. Who plays and you? And exercise. Keenan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Choice casting. It's an Oscar I could see, That's an Oscar bait role right yeah. there. I could see them confusing Justin Fields, so it's only his second game starting yeah. as a quarterback. Right. He's yeah. very, very young. When it comes to this, and I, I, the way Luke Fickle and, and Marcus Freeman's defenses play, they could really get pressure on this kid, and they could make things confused for him. You know, it's a big game for him, too. I mean, it's his second home game. He won over a lot of fans that first game, but got to show me the encore, right? I mean, just like Baker Mayfield, which is a whole other conversation. I got to see it two times before I believe it. So Fields, he could be the, the real X factor in this game for his negative play. Yeah. Will Des Ritter plant the flag? Uh, Ooh. If they win, did you know he's married? Yes, I'm joking. <laughs> if they win, yes. If they win, yes. Okay. No, I will would, beg it be, him. To. It would be Mike Warren. And if he does, if my oh my gosh, that would be an amazing moment. It Here's, might be me. It might. <laughs> let me say this. Yeah. So Mo, what? Uh, where can people find you online? Appreciate your time today. Yeah. Even though I would, uh, if king. I'm if I'm grading people. Probably a B minus. Um, <laughs> yeah, Justin, I would give you because you were more succinct. Yeah. Uh, I'm not here for twenty. A minus. Yeah, but that's that helped. Keenan and A Kurt. plus. Oh, Keenan thank you. Keenan and A plus. Thank you. No minus, question. I got a ticket waiting in my car that I'm gonna pay. Go downtown and pay that. <laughs> so Mo is online. I'm online. Uh, and he's on the radio dial. Uh, what what station is it? Uh, uh, ESPN 1530 in, uh, in Cincinnati. Okay. And, are, and you're on television sometimes? What show do you ever appear on? Sometimes I appear on Sports of All Sorts. Yeah! Oh. Sunday nights, man. 1135 on uh, WCPO. Also, one more plug. plug uh, we, we have an hour-long pregame special into uh, the big UC Ohio State game. Oh, wow. You want to be on it? I haven't gotten the invite either. Okay, we'll get. We're just running the thank you, thank you, Brian, for setting us up. We'll have Mo Egger on the show. Do, oh, hey, hold on, invites. hold on. Don't do pity invites. That's not a wow. pity invite. I thought That's you were working. Well, Justin and I will have a pre-show <laughs> to compete with you. Bring Keenan. it. Keenan, I bring promise it. to be there for the entirety of that. We bring will it. have a Twitter audience. Oh, you want to be on, Mo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. All right, so, Keenan, where people can find you on WCPO's yeah, Sports of All Sorts Sunday nights. Yeah, Sunday nights, 1135. Sure, check it out. I will sometimes I wear a mink coat. Yeah. Um, you, you know. Sometimes you call me out without any sort of entrance music, which sucks. Yeah, I know. Terry Nelson is the only man who's a, achieved that level of entrance music. I, I tried to get a DJ on the show, but it didn't quite work out. I've but asked yeah. for Bone Thugs. I've asked for a number of artists. I've got to find the perfect song for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it done. Easy. But, yeah. Okay. 11 o'clock, uh, our pregame show I've, headed I've to... I've noticed he only has me on like when there's a football game on and the show's not going to come on until like 1 yeah. a.m. Like, I, noticed, I, <laughs> I didn't know, notice that that happened last week. I watch myself and then, you know, like... If, Late if, night like, sports of all sorts. Like, finally, my, my wife's like, uh, you, did you, what time are you going to be on? Like, well, 
where you have the game and then the post-game show. We've got to watch this gymnastics th- competition. 30 minutes of news. <laughs> right. And then we'll finally get around to me. You, you, you would think they would just... Your wife will watch you on TV? Huh? Your wife will watch you on TV? Because she thinks I, I suck. So, yeah. <laughs> so <she likes laughs> laugh My wife has never and you. will never read anything I have, I have ever written. Uh, if yeah. there's an opportunity for me to make an ass out of myself, my wife is on Oh, so she, okay. loved, she loved the sunburn. Oh, she thought that was the best. She's. I didn't watch that. Because I'm like, I can't. I'm like sleeping. Because I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. We tape it early. We do. And uh, I hear her laughing, and I'm like, I know she's laughing, and I wake up. There you are. B. Fox, let the people know. How much of this is staying in? I'm on the internet. Uh, all of it. We're just going to dump it can all I, in there. While, while we're just speaking yeah. truth that will probably get edited out, Yeah, I cannot tell, me, tell you how many people have come up to me and said, who is B-Fox? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a low-grade mascot, basically. That's all I am. You're just underselling it. Uh, maybe a high-grade mascot. Yeah. Once again, want to thank the kind folks at Nation Kitchen and Bar for their hospitality and partnership here with a Hot Minute Pod. We're very grateful for them. You can find them online at nationkitchenandbar.com. They are located at 1200 Broadway Street. They're in the Pendleton area, and they're uh, situated in a really convenient spot there across from a number of restaurants. It's a neat little area. They're getting ready to open up another location in Westwood, which is an exciting new venture for them. And and so, again, I thank them for their uh, support. That said, uh, we're, we're out. That's the end of the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was entertaining. As always, uh, I am, I'm very grateful for your attention and for you listening along and, and reading along with what we're doing as we uh, here at Bearcat Sports Radio continue to try to build the tribe of Bearcat Faithful. It's a big weekend for all of us, whether you're going to be in Columbus on Saturday uh, with me or you're going to be watching from the comfortable confines of your living and family rooms. Uh, It's going to be, we're all going to be on pins and needles. It's a fun, fun weekend. It's going to be a great chance, as Coach Fickle said, for, for our guys to measure themselves against Ohio State. And boy, oh boy, I believe and uh, our ability to win the game. I'm hopeful. I am optimistic. And, uh, and if they do, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. You can find us online at BearcatSportsRadio.com. Uh, I'm the host, B. Fox. You know my Twitter, at BearcatsRadio. Uh, we also have Instagram and Facebook pages. If you want to keep up to date with more live updates, then I suggest you head over to those spots. And I, I offer a, a sincere and heartfelt go Bearcats. Let's shock the world. Let's get it done this weekend. Thanks for listening to my dad and his friends. And thanks for being his friends.